the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Happy, uh, is it Thursday? Happy, I don't know, whatever day it is. I've lost count. Hope you're doing great, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow, we are in... For a wild ride today, uh, three hours of conservative conversation coming your way, and we're honored uh, that you've chosen to hang out with us noon to 3 Eastern. So, uh, look, a couple of big stories I want to get to, and uh, I want to I want to chat for just a moment about uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, there is a lot of squabbling going on right now uh, among Republicans over whether or not Kevin McCarthy is the guy. And, and I've been hearing lots of rumblings about McCarthy up on Capitol Hill. I've been hearing lots of um, innuendo being slung around. I've been hearing lots of stories. But we're only going to be talking about the stuff we can verify, the stuff that we know about. And I, I know that there's you know rumors and all that kind of stuff, but that's not what we're going to focus on today. So Mark Levin uh, came out yesterday and attacked a good number of our friends, uh, members of the House Freedom Caucus, and called them boneheads. Now, we love Mark Levin, the great one, but the great one uh, is very upset that anyone would dare oppose one Kevin McCarthy of California as Speaker of the House. And a good many people in Congress are now joining the Freedom Caucus. Our numbers, we're hearing between 20 and 30 Republicans will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy. And if that's the case, he's not going to have the votes. Now, there are plenty of people on the um, – and, and and really, it's, it's really not the other side. It's everybody and then there's us because I am standing my ground on this Kevin McCarthy issue. This guy is this guy is not who he says he is. And I want to go back. We're going to go back in time. We've been doing this program, what, six years, seven years. And I want to go back to the early days at, at Fox News Radio when we launched this national talk show. We have had every major Republican leader on this radio program, every single one of them, including Turtle. Even Turtle has been on this program before. I have indeed, Todd. And God bless the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but it was great. You did a great job, Todd. Thank you. Thank you, Turtle. Appreciate that. But not Kevin McCarthy. 
McCarthy has refused every single invitation we've thrown at him. And that tells me, I mean, how many times has President Trump been on this radio program? Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo. We've, we've had everybody on this program except for Kevin McCarthy. And I believe the reason why is he knows that we are straight shooters here and we will call him out. We will ask the tough questions. You know, we're not going to be mean about it. We're not going to be like you know, NPR, National Public Welfare Radio. No, we're not going to do that. But we're going to we're going to talk to him. No, we're not, we no, we're not going to pull a Howard Stern even. No, we would not do that. Nobody would be like swallowing a kielbasa during an interview with Kevin McCarthy. We would be focused and we would ask the the questions that you guys want to ask. But McCarthy hasn't done that. So that's always struck me as odd, a little unusual. But now, as we have seen him lead in the minority chair, it's very clear to me that he is not a true conservative. And we know that because he's only recently become interested in things like securing the border because that will decide whether or not he becomes the next Speaker of the House. So now Kevin McCarthy is pretending to be conservative. Kevin McCarthy came out with the much-heralded and much poo-pooed, yes, I said poo-pooed, much poo-pooed commitment to America, which turned out really not to be a commitment at all. Nobody seems to know what it is. It was just kind of a, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, that's fine. Kind of like Anchorman 2. The first one, great. The other, eh, it was all right. The same thing with the commitment to America. It certainly was not Newt Gingrich's contract with America. And you know why Kevin McCarthy gave us a commitment instead of a contract? Because he knows that commitments don't have to be held. You don't get, you don't have to hold your commitments, but you do have to hold your contract. You have to uphold that. And that's why Kevin McCarthy, look, wording is very important with these people. And they're not going to pull a fast one on us. So anyway, now you've got um, now you've got conservative talk radio, and the big boys are now siding in with Kevin McCarthy. But Kevin McCarthy is that still does not make him a conservative. It makes him an establishment Republican, a rhino, which is what he's been all along. And we know this because behind the scenes during the midterm elections, Kevin McCarthy was out there campaigning against conservative candidates. He was playing the same game that turtle was playing. And now Kevin McCarthy wants you to think that he is the the next he's the second coming of Donald Trump. Are you are you buying it? Are you buying what McCarthy is selling here? Because now you have people out there saying, "Well, there you go, Todd Starnes. How dare you? How dare you criticize this good man? And if Kevin McCarthy is not elected Speaker of the House, then that means Liz Cheney's going to be Speaker. Or or somebody else on the Democrats, they might even get Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be Speaker of the House. What are you doing? Well, I don't buy it. And by the way, if Liz Cheney has the votes to become Speaker of the House, then that tells you that there is a much bigger and broader problem happening within the Republican Party right now. Because the argument is that some rhinos would actually side with the Democrats and vote for Liz Cheney. That's one of the hypotheses out there. But I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. You say, all right, well, fine. It's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. Who's it going to be? Well, Jim Jordan would be a great pick. I'll t- Andy Biggs would be a good pick. You got 
you got Mark Levin out there saying Andy Biggs, who was the former chairman of the House Reading Caucus, is not even a conservative anymore. That, 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 that's what Mark Levin is saying. The great one. I still like Donald John Trump for the gig, but he's running for the White House. So I want to share with you yet another reason why I don't trust Kevin McCarthy. And this story comes from Newsmax. It was just published mere moments ago. Charlie McCarthy is the author of this story. It turns out that House Republicans voted in secret. Let me repeat that again. Voted in secret to keep earmarks. You say, what are earmarks? Earmarks are are your tax dollars that have been squirreled away. And your tax dollars are being used to fund pet projects by whoever is, whichever political party is in charge of the House. They're the ones that get these earmarks. And it's really reprehensible that Republicans would do this only because Republicans claim to be the party of fiscal responsibility, right? Fiscal responsibility. They don't want, they don't want to be the party of morality anymore. They don't want to be the party of the culture war fight anymore. But by golly, they are the party of fiscal responsibility. That's what they wanted us to believe. That's why they wanted our votes. House Republicans voted 158 to 52 against an amendment proposed by Congressman Tom McClintock of California. It would have ended the rule allowing members to add earmark provisions to legislation. Let me give you an example. All right, we're just going to, we'll just give you, we'll give you an example. Say, say that uh, Grace Baker, the great executive producer of the Todd Stearns radio program, Grace Baker is a congresswoman now. Representative Baker, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Todd. Good. What's up with the voice? It's my a little uh, under the weather? <clears throat> politician voice. Oh, I see. My apologies. So, Congresswoman Baker, <laughs> so you wanted to create a museum to honor Merlot, the little Dalmatian. You wanted a museum for Dalmatians, yes. right? So, let's just say that the military, the military is about to go through and get their funding bill. And it's, what, a bazillion, hundred million, quadrillion, uh, whatever dollars. Sounds about right. And then you come along, you say, oh, that's great, but I need to add something to this, to this bill, this spending bill, so I can get my museum for Sweet Little Merlot. Yes. So you just kind of sneak it in there, right? Just you little, sneak it in there. Just need a sentence or two. So, and the problem is, everybody does it. And our tax money is being squandered. It's being wasted. I mean, who really wants a museum for Dalmatians? I mean, <laughs> no offense me. to sweet little Merlot. But, <laughs> but again, it's who needs a museum for hamburgers or an airport in the middle of nowhere? Well, a lot of these bills, I feel like they purposely make them, you know, hundreds of pages long. And people, politicians have admitted, I haven't read the whole thing. You're like, wait a minute. You haven't read the whole thing and you agreed to it? Any politician, this is my rule, any politician that tells me they don't read something they voted for, never get my vote. I don't yeah. care who they are. They just do not get my well, vote. Well, that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. So at that point, I'm just like, that's negligence. And let me give you an example of the negligence here on the earmarks. You say, but Todd, what's the big deal? Don't you love animals, Todd? <laughs> don't you love animals? Well, yes, I love animals. I go to the zoo. How dare you, those caged animals. 
Don't you love free-range? Yes, I love free-range chickens. They're very delicious. Republicans have been critical of earmarks in public. Right in public, they have been critical. Well, we have to get rid of these earmarks. It's irresponsible. Shame on the Democrats. Shame, shame. And then what happens? Well, when they get put in charge, the Republicans do the same thing the Democrats do. The 2022 fiscal omnibus spending bill includes 4,975 earmarks, totaling $9.7 billion. That's a lot of museums for figgy spam and Merlot museums. I'm just telling you, it's a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen. And Kevin McCarthy's ultimately responsible for all of this. They held this vote in private, in secret. You're never going to know who voted for it, who voted against it. But it's rather telling that only 52 House Republicans had the moral courage, had the moral courage and fortitude to vote against this nonsense. And that tells me that in a few days, you're going to see Mitch McConnell, you're going to see Turtle, and he's going to join alongside little Chucky Schumer, and they're going to pass the omnibus spending bill, and it's going to raise the. It's going to. They're going to raise the debt ceiling. We're going to be spending more of our tax dollars on stuff we cannot afford. This nation is living well beyond its means, ladies and gentlemen. And the House Republicans, with Kevin McCarthy in charge, it's going to be business as usual. And that's why I can't support this man for Speaker of the House. He's not a true conservative. And the easy thing to do, and you're going to hear this from the big boys over at Fox News, well, we just have to come together, Todd. We've got to stand together. And would you rather have Liz Cheney? You know what? At this point, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Because Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney and Kevin McCarthy, there's not much, uh, there's not much day, daylight between those two. Anyway... That's the starting point for today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still not supporting Kevin McCarthy. And if you want to know why, you here's the deal. If Kevin McCarthy would have the courage to tell me how he voted on these earmarks, I might be willing to reconsider. But he's not going to do that. And here's what you need to be doing. You need to be calling your congressperson. And you need to find out from your congressperson, how did they vote on that earmark legislation? What did they do? They're not publishing the results, and that is shameful. We need to know who supported it and who stood against it. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. 
Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. No, I, look, I, I know I'm not being ornery here. I'm just telling you, folks, Kevin McCarthy is not who he says he is. And the fact that they, the Republicans, and they know that we are in a world of financial hurt. And for the Republicans to turn around and do something like this in secret, folks, it's outrageous. Hey, let's go to the phones. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. Barbara in Maryland. Barbara, what say you? I say you're 100% correct. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I got your app. I downloaded This is the first time I've called you. Not the first time I've heard you, uh, but heard listening to your show today. So thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is absolutely uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing, but he does it very eloquently. He is, um, uh, he reminds me a little bit about, like, Barack Obama. You know, he can say it so nicely, uh, but he is definitely uh, not fooling me. And I'm, I was very surprised to hear Mark Levin tear into people about that, because that's not true. Republicans need to stand together. And if you're not going to stand on conservative values, uh, and if, if, if they pass the earmark, that needs to be big. And I'm going to put that on blast on all of every place where gather everywhere about that. Because if you hadn't said anything about it, we wouldn't know. Well, Barbara, first of all, welcome to the program. And uh, we're glad to have you as a part of our audience. And I, I will say this, it's... Uh, the, the argument is, and I know what the Republicans are going to say, but Todd, the Democrats do it, so why can't we? Well, that doesn't make it right. That's and right. you know, again, I this is this is a matter of my tax money, and I don't want my tax money being used on just frivolous junk like an airport in the middle of nowhere. If everybody remembers John Murtha. Well, you think they'd be a little more fiscally responsible, especially since we have thirty trillion in debt. And uh, we owe the money to our enemy, uh, China. China. I, it's, it's, it's shocking to me that, you know, it's just shocking to me. Um, they, these people are such marshmallows that I'm just, I'm getting so sick of them. They don't stand on principles that last longer than a season. <laughs> it's true. And the first chance it's true. they get, the first chance they get, they pounce. Like the way they pounced, because Donald Trump is a compassionate man and a troubled young man who sees him as a friend, showed up at his house. He was expecting him, but he came with some unexpected guests. And he said, oh, come on in. I could just see him because I've talked to Donald Trump. I met him at a rally. He talks to you like he knows you the first time he even sees you. I've never seen anything like it. 
he did it. Watched him do it with everybody in the row. Well, it's true. Right. And, and Barbara, it's no. I, and again, I think you're right. He does treat people like that. Like you know. And again, it's just his personality. Look, I don't know what happened to Mar a Lago. Um, I do know this: Trump has a track record when it comes to governing. And I like that track record. He actually delivers on what he promises. Kevin McCarthy has not, and he never has. And by the way, guess who's been up on Capitol Hill, ladies and gentlemen? None other than crying John Boehner. So it's uh, I'm sipping martinis up on Capitol Hill. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Barbara, thank you for the call. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Todd Stern Show. Happy to have you with us today. By the way, uh, now is a great time to head over to our website, and I really would love for you to get a copy of my uh, latest book. This is a fun read. I, I do a lot of political books, and those are hilarious fun. Uh, but this is a little different uh, genre. Uh, it's called Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, and it's just some great inspirational stories uh, Bible verses and prayers, just stuff to help you get through uh, you know, these difficult days of the Biden administration. I mean, Biden promised a dark winter was coming upon us, and uh, he delivered on that promise. So anyway, go to ToddSterns.com. I'd love to be able to autograph a copy for you. Or if you'd uh, like to get other copies, you can go on Amazon, wherever you uh, get your books. But ToddSterns.com is our preferred place to, to shop. All right, so a few days ago, we told you about this bizarre story out of Waco, Texas, where Tractor Supply was sponsoring a drag show event. And people were just like, they were like, wait, what, what? What's going on down there at the farm? Well, it's more than country boys and girls getting down on the farm. I'll tell you that much. Well, let's go to Sean in North Carolina. And, Sean, I understand you actually called Tractor Supply. Yeah, Todd, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I, I called them yesterday, and I asked them what the business was with that. And then the girl was kind of playing, I think, coy with me, because she was like, well, it was, it was supposed to be a hiring event, and we had no idea the promoter didn't warn us of all the stuff that was going to happen, and we kind of got caught up in it. But I turned around, I told I said, listen, I said, I spend a lot of money in your store. I said, I really don't appreciate you sponsoring stuff like that because it's immoral. I don't believe in it. I'm Catholic. 
And I said, you know, I said, I said, I don't want to sound judgmental. I said, but there's plenty of other places you can donate your time and your money to instead of that nonsense. I said, it's, it's just to me, it's completely wrong. So as of last night, I paid off my credit card and I'm probably going to throw it in the garbage. So I'm done. Well, good for you, Sean. And you hate, I mean, you hate to get to that point. And I've had to do that with a couple of companies that I used to do business with. And, and it, and, and one of them in particular really hurt me because the, um, the alternative was to spend a few more bucks for whatever I was going to have to go and buy. But it was, it yeah. was, it was worth it knowing that my money wasn't supporting some sort of a left wing cause. Well, the thing is, too, is that, you know, I, I have chickens myself, and I'm always in there buying, you know, stuff for my birds. And now I told her yesterday, I told the girl, I said, listen, I said, I'll just go to Southern States. I said, I'm going to probably end up having to pay more money. I said, but at least I know that they're, they're not on it yet. You know, so she was kind of, she said, oh, well, uh, uh, we have it. We put together a team because she did tell me they got phone calls yesterday. They were getting, they were getting, barrage, not barrage, but they were getting a substantial amount of calls about the same thing. And because when I said to her, I said, I heard it on the radio. And she goes, oh, goes, she said something about uh, misreporting. Oh, yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I us. I was like, yeah, okay. But then I said to her, I said, I said, do you think it's right? She said, she goes, you know, because I said I was like being judgmental. I said, I want to sound like I'm judgmental. But, and then I said to her, I said, listen, I said, you could do whatever you want to do. I said, but when you drag kids into it, I said, that's kind of wrong. And she goes, well, you know, you know, it was supposed to be family fun. I said, family fun. I said, a dude dressing up as a chick, to me, is disturbing, and it's not family fun. And she, like, she almost went to laugh, and she really did it. And, Sean, i got to be honest with you, not not a very good-looking chick either. I mean, this dude was really a dude, an ugly dude. Yeah, well, well, look at, well, look at the, the dude who's in charge of the, you know, the nuclear waste. Oh, and we're going to get think, we're gonna get to that dude in just a minute, Sean. i got a story well, about it. But good well, for you. He's, he's even ugly. He's an even uglier guy. <laughs> yeah. He used to do like a wig or something. I don't. Hey, Sean, uh, let me tell you something though. And and again, to your point, they said it was some sort of a hiring event. No, it was not a yeah. hiring event. It was a gay pride festival in yeah. in Waco, Texas. So there was <laughs> there was no confusion about what was happening there. But you know what? Yeah. You did a good thing, Sean. And uh, best of all, you didn't have to holler and yell and scream. You were polite. Um, and, um, and, and the young lady was able to give you whatever information she could. So anyway, Sean, appreciate that call and, uh, you, uh, have a great day. Thanks for listening to us and go take care of those chickens out there. You know, I should have asked him if they were, uh, are they egg laying chickens or are they, um, fryers? Nothing like good old fresh fried chicken. Yeah. I was going to say, are they Chick-fil-A chicken or scrambled well, egg? That's chicken. a good question. You know who we haven't heard from lately, by the way? Our friend, the goat lady. Oh, yeah. Remember her? I love they, they her. Have the goat, uh, the goats on the TV. Live goat cam. It's great. I mean, because, you know, you, it gets a little intense on this radio program, and it's nice in the commercial break to log into the live goat cam and, um, you know, watch the goats. Goatslive.com. I love it. I love it. All right. Sean did a good thing. And, by the way, you heard he said they were getting a lot of calls. We were the only people talking about this yesterday on the radio. Oh, yeah. It was definitely because of us. Well, people get fired up over this stuff. We have a great audience. By the way, real quick before we go, I, we do have to tell people about what happened with uh, Baldy. Oh, no. Uh, that's, this we is have terrible. to. Oh, we have to. Um, so we were, um, hold on, we were uh, we were having a conversation uh, yesterday about Sam Brinton. Uh, he's the gender fluid dude in the Biden administration in charge of nuclear waste. 
and uh, the dude's bald, thinks he's a woman, wears the skirts and the high heels, and uh, the Biden administration is all over this. Anyway, the guy got arrested for stealing a biological woman's luggage, Vero Bradley luggage or something. So he's facing felony charges because that thing, that luggage is like almost 3000 bucks. All he has to do is go down to like Macy's or, or Target, and he'll be able to get luggage for a whole heck of a lot cheaper. And maybe it could be like leopard print to go along with the stiletto heels. And I'm sorry, but I, I don't know who's going to break it to him. Vera Bradley's not really in right now, so let's do a different the, – the animal print's in. You want to know what he was doing? What was he doing? Oh, this is great. Uh, turns out that uh, Sam Brinton was, um, was hosting a spanking seminar. Hosting a spanking seminar. Um, and this, he's like a bondage dude. Oh, 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 Joey, Joey, stop. Harder, Joey. Oh, it's terrible. It's disturbing. Oh, mercy. Oh, sounds painful. According to the Daily Mail, Mr. Brenton, who is in charge of nuclear waste, was hosting a spanking seminar at a kink conference. There's a seminar on how to spank? I don't even want to know. There is. All right. Um, he goes by the name Nuclear Nerd. That's his nickname in the bondage and kink community. Of course it is. It is a fetish hookup site. And again, this is a high-level Biden. I mean, they have been sending this dude out to meet with other countries, go to all the parties with the big girl, uh, the big boy. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Rachel Levine. Oh, yeah. I think his real name is Ronald. Anyway, uh, those two together have been palling around, representing their uh, alphabet, uh, their alphabet parts. They've been wearing the what, what do you call them? Mexican Manchus. Mexican Manchus. Mm -hmm. No, they haven't been wearing Mexican. They've been wearing the stiletto heels. Oh, that's it. Yeah, the yeah. the Lebanese crowd wears the Mexican oh, Manchus and the skirts. Oh yeah, and then they got the hairy legs. Mm, it's. So, Mr. Brinton, um, here we go. This is um, Mr. Brinton, who openly opposes conversion therapy, taught a class, or a workshop called Kink 101. In one workshop, he wore a dress while standing over three men in leather dog masks. I don't even want to know what that is. Uh, Brinton called this a pup play fetish. Ew. This is disgusting. Disgusting, to say the least. Um, it's the lunch hour, Todd. It is. The, uh, yeah, I don't mean to curdle your Fruit Loops, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the seminar was held at the Weston Bonaventure Hotel and Suites in Los Angeles. So if you're staying there, you might want to bring some Clorox wet wipes. Just kind of give everything a good, you know, once over. Okay, maybe two or three times. Yeah, maybe a couple times. The event was titled Los Angeles Leather Getaway and was sponsored by Claw Corp, a national leather charity. This is like a whole other world. Yeah, seriously. The bio provided for Mr. Brenton at the seminar said he had been active in the kink world since 2013 and that he hosts monthly kink parties in his dungeon. Oh, my word. He has um, also, according to the... This is Breitbart. Oh. He has also apparently spanked over 2,000 cute butts. Oh, Joe, Joe, Hunter. Okay, we're good. 
Thank you for that comment. I cannot. Oh, my gosh. This is disgusting. It is disgusting. So you say, Todd, why are we talking about this at the lunch hour? Because I don't want to hear anybody say anything else about Donald John Trump. At least he didn't have these perverts walking around in their high heels, spanking buttocks, and wearing Lord knows what, and doing Lord knows what, with lots of leather, which leads to chafing. At least he didn't do that in the White House. That's a good point. So there. So the evangelical Christians complaining about morality. You want to talk about Kanye West? All right, let's talk about Mr. A Puppy Dog Spank Me. Jeez, alone. I'm what just saying. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's really all about here. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, I'm just telling you, and and I know, look, I, I know it's disgusting to hear, but you need to hear this kind of crap, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm sick of it. They're going after Donald Trump for every little tiny little thing, and I get it, but this is nuts. All these evangelical leaders that have been coming out, and uh, many of them are in my own uh, world of the Southern Baptist Convention, and they're out there issuing these denunciations of Donald Trump eating dinner with the neo-Nazis and what. Okay, fine. You know what? Where are your condemnations about the high-level Biden administration who's got his own private dungeon and engages in kink parties, and he spanks men dressed in leather dog masks? Where's the outrage there from the church community? Where's the Southern Baptist Convention president denouncing that, ladies and gentlemen? That's all I'm trying to say here. We point out the hypocrisy on this radio program. Unbelievable. All right, welcome back. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Coming up next, our good friend Governor Mike Huckabee is going to join us. Also, Radio Rumble is going to happen. Grace Baker, last night, the big the big Todd Stearns radio show, Stearns Media Group Party. Oh, yes. Wow, that was a shindig last night. I ate quite well. I ate a whole steak. So, and th- not just any steak. It was a Ruth's Chris steak. 
a filet. Love those Delicious. folks. Uh, we probably shouldn't say this, but some of the folks there that that run the joint are actually uh, conservatives, and really? they listen to the radio program. And uh, of course, our good friend Paul Shanklin, who does the parody bits. Uh, and his beautiful bride, Angie, were there, and uh, we got to eat dinner with them. Uh, we had, what, all total, about 42, 43 people there yeah. last night. It was a great crowd, a great time. So You were decked you. out. You had, like, this dress thing and, like, this fur thing. Yeah, you got to go all out, man. It was pretty snazzy. We work in radio, so, you know, you got to dress up sometimes. And I don't want to spread rumors or anything, but, you know, Kyle had a lovely young lady there um, alongside you didn't hear it from us though no we didn't know it yeah i didn't know anything about that (laughs) so but and then he apparently got a cat yesterday is that the rumor yes this is true all right yeah we'll save that for another conversation (laughs) but anyway just say thank you to the uh the ruth's chris steakhouse in memphis tennessee uh they treated us so well and uh, just a great great night as we uh, celebrated really some great accomplishments over this year it's been yeah. a lot of fun adding more affiliates so we're um, i don't we're upwards of over 130 i believe so anyway it was very nice and we certainly thank you guys for uh, being a part of our program uh that leads me to another story and i want to get to this uh, it's from the new york post a grandmother has um announced that she is charging her children and grandchildren for Christmas dinner. Uh, This is according to the New York Post. Uh, The grandmother uh, says that she is on a fixed income and no more free meals, no more free rides in her household. She says that she charges everybody a certain price to eat Christmas dinner. Her name is Caroline Dudridge. 63 years old. She has five uh, children. She's also the grandmother of six. So if you're an adult and you're going to the Christmas dinner, uh, Grace Baker, you would have to pony up $18. That's pretty expensive, but you do have to account for inflation. But is it all you can eat buffet? Mm. Is it? Is there a take-home? Are you able to get a take-home bag? That's a good question. Does that include a beverage or is it just water? It's a fair point. Oh, that's a very good because, point. Because, you know, actually. that always costs extra. Um, she says that even the grandkids have to pay. Uh, she's got a 12-year-old grandchild, and then she has three nine-year-olds, and they have to pay $6 a pop. Wow. She's got two three-year-olds. They have to pay? Three bucks. Oh. <laughs> but, Grandma, I only have two. No dinner for you. She charges the adult women less because they have families and work part-time. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is insane. Uh, quote, I log into my bank account and check who's made their Christmas dinner payment in November. So you have to pay in advance. Wow. She means business. Once my naughty and naughty and nice tally is done, so I guess if you're if you don't pay, you're naughty. Oh, uh, then she picks up the phone and she calls people. She's like a collection service. That's what I was going to say. Gosh, a debt collector. <laughs> oh my goodness. She says, I know some will moan and I will get excuses like my pay hasn't gone in or my bank account is frozen and can I leave it another week? But I will eventually receive my cash from the meal. Wow. She sounds like uh, ruthless. I tell you what, the wife of Satan, Mrs. Satan. I mean, I'm looking at the photo. They blur out the they've got the family there. The New York Post posted the pictures. She's been doing this since 2016. And she says that the family's pretty much used to it by now. 
have they all stayed is the question. I know, right? It just seems to me. I don't know. Would you charge? Do people really charge for um, family meals? For Christmas dinner? You know, at the Stearns family, when I was a little munchkin, every Sunday we were at Grandma's house. And I'm guessing you didn't have to pay. Never had to pay. You just had to give Grandma a hug and a kiss. Give her a hug and a kiss. She gives you a cookie. There you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, there's an, And apparently this is a big thing in the UK. Another grandmother charges her family $45 a head. That's expensive. Day. There better be a Roost Chris steak on the plate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And a whole lot of sides and a beverage. The only side I care about. And the sides were good at Roost Chris, but you know what? We need to get Kyle to make his... Uh, jalapeno uh, macaroni and cheese. Ooh. Unbel- there are like 78 different varieties of cheese in that oh thing. Oh, my gosh. With the little breadcrumbs on top. Unbelievable. Sounds good. It's the, me it's, the, it's the hit of the family the family Christmas and holiday dinners. I make crane apple casserole. I love that casserole. Mm-hmm. And you make the, uh, the tomato pie, which is good. In the summertime. But you don't charge us anything. No, I didn't charge all anything. Unbelievable. Okay, if you know, again, sixty-five or forty-five dollars a head. I'm going to Roost Chris. That's where I'm going, or at least the commissary barbecue joint. All right, folks, uh, hang tight. We got to take a quick break here, pay some bills. Governor Mike Huckabee coming up. Also, our radio roundtable plus your calls eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Would you would you charge your family for Christmas dinner, America? Has it come to that? Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American. So, Grace, uh, yesterday, I uh, what well, we were doing the show, get a text message from the lady who cuts my hair down at Legacies, uh, the great men's, you know, it's it's a pretty good joint uh, that, you know, they give you a little beverage the whole nine yards down there. Kind of a guy's, uh, you know, hair salon kind of a, a Very nice. Barbershop. Barbershop. So, I get a text message and said, uh, Todd, your uh, hairstylist just told me that you need to come in for a haircut. She just saw you on the live stream feed. No. Well, oh, I yeah. noticed last night. I thought your hair looked oh, different, I but I wasn't lowered. for sure. No, I got it. I got the ears lowered. Well, I, it looks good. Yeah. So, And then she tells me, she says, you need to be here on this date for your next haircut. It's a whole schedule. You got to keep it rolling. Oh, good Lord. She says, oh, yeah. She goes, it grows out the side. She's complaining. She goes, oh, yeah, poofs out the sides. It's just too bad there's not much more on top. Oh. I'm like, jeez, aloo. Brutal. I don't know. never. she's wearing the headphones. Keeps it all in. That's true. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> Go stand in the corner. Okay. You know, Governor Huckabee uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, do you ever get those kinds of text messages? <laughs> Uh, you know, my barber is uh, a guy that has been cutting my hair since I was in college. And quite frankly, he just looks at me and says, hey, dude, you're making it easy on me. You don't have any hair left. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. It, it is what it is. Uh, Governor Mike Huckabee on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And, uh, Governor, uh, a lot going on up on Capitol Hill, believe it or not. Um, the Republicans trying to figure out who they're going to pick for the next Speaker of the House. But there is a story out 
about these earmarks. And I'm this really has me uh, riled up here, Gov. Uh, it turns out the House Republicans voted in private in a secret vote to keep those earmarks. And we're talking about billions of dollars worth of earmarks. Uh, th- we're not talking about small potatoes here. No, we're not. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the Republicans in Washington may not realize that we are paying attention. We worked hard to get them elected. Not as many of them got elected as we thought and, and frankly should have. But we do expect them to carry out some uh, important people's business once they get there. And they've got to do better, not only on the financial end, but by golly, they've got to show up and fight hard with uh, some serious investigations into the FBI, the DOJ, the Joe Biden uh, cut of the uh, big guys piece of the action with communist China. Uh, If they don't, then a pox on them and their families. Uh, yeah, and we need more fighters like you know Jim Jordan. You mentioned uh, the FBI and Justice Department. Uh, the accusations now are that they've been purging conservative employees, and uh, Jim Jordan is vowing to get to the bottom of, of that. Uh, but beyond that, you've got these uh, the FBI, which was weaponized against the American people, and pe- and they have to be brought to justice for that. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. Uh, Governor, another big yes, sto- another big story we've been following, and I think we may be having a little um, weird phone connection issue here, but Governor, uh, one I of the it. other big stories uh, has been the Respect for Marriage Act, which passed the, the U.S. Senate with the support of a dozen Republicans. Now back to the House where this thing is going to become law, and I've I've never seen so many religious liberty folks so concerned about a piece of legislation. Well, they need to be concerned about it. And uh, they also need to get a list of all those Republicans who voted for this, some of whom are retiring, thank goodness. Others need to be retired uh, or maybe recalled. Uh, but, you know, they were they were pretending that this doesn't affect us. Oh, no, it's not going to have any impact. Well, go tell that to Jack Phillips, the cake baker. Uh, go tell that to uh, Mrs. Stedman out uh, the florist in Washington state. We've already seen what happens if people don't buckle down and go along with the uh, radical gay agenda. Look, it's fine. If people want to be gay, that's their business. I, I you know, don't want to get into somebody else's uh, choices of life. But if they tell me that as a Bible-believing Christian that I have to hire certain people in a church— or that I have to uh, make cakes, which is a creative endeavor, and I have to put a trans person on top of the cake uh, when it may violate my religious convictions. Now you don't tell me that, well, this is nothing to do with you. Yes, at that point, it does become something to do with me. And if you tell me that my grandchildren are going to go to a church camp and they have to shower with people of the opposite gender when they're 13 years old, then yeah, it starts affecting my life, my business, and my my convictions and values. Governor, I, I want to get your take on some audio we're going to play. Uh, Brevard County, Florida. You know the the school districts down there really um, have been have been changed for the better thanks to Ron DeSantis. Uh, they have been um, a number of liberals have been voted off the school boards, and now they're making some some big time changes. So the sheriff in Brevard County, Wayne Ivy. 
uh, finally decided to step up to the plate, and he said, hey, look, we're going to start protecting teachers and staffers who have been physically attacked by students that are just out of control. And uh, here's what the sheriff said, uh, held held a countywide briefing, and here's what he said, cut 12. They know nothing's going to happen to them. They know they're not going to be given after-school detention. They're not going to be suspended. They're not going to be expelled. Or like in the old day, they're not going to have the cheeks of their ass torn off for not doing right in class. So we we have teachers that are handcuffed. We have principals that are handcuffed. And I I will tell you, and I've said this many times before, we got to get to these kids before they get to me here at this jail. And so starting right now, it's a brand-new day, folks. It is a brand new day where school discipline is going to be put back in place in Brevard Public Schools. We have a school board that stands behind this. We have uh, our teachers union that stands behind it. Uh, I can tell you that our our team, uh, all the way from the state attorney, from school district security, to the principals, to the teachers, we're all tired of this disruptive behavior. The cheeks of their butts are going to be torn off. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that brings back some memories, Tom. Uh, there, there's a cheeks of a person you're talking to on the radio right now uh, who can relate to how that felt going down back in the day. Yeah, I remember Hope P. Sullivan Elementary School in South Haven, Mississippi, and our principal patrolled the hallways, had a fiberglass paddle attached to his waist, and there were holes drilled through. So when that, when that board made contact, there was not an air cushion. Well, and I can recall that when we would get a lick, we would have to say, thank you, sir, may I have another one? And sometimes they thought that maybe we wanted some more, and so we got more. But the one thing I remember was that I would say, give me all the licks you want, but please, whatever you do, do not let my parents know that I got in trouble. Because whatever I got in trouble for at school, I was in a whole lot more trouble at home. You know, when I listened to that sheriff, my first thought was, if Ron DeSantis does, in fact, run for president and becomes president, elect that guy to be the new governor of Florida or run him for president. I like his style. Thank God there's some people who have the courage to stand up and tell it like it is. Amen to that. And, you know, here in here in Memphis, for example, uh, we are dealing with an epidemic of of teenagers that are carjacking. We're talking about committing some violent crimes out here. You know, moms and dads just don't want to parent anymore. And and I love what this sheriff is saying is that, you know what, uh, we're in charge. The grownups are now in charge. And he's, it is a new day. And I know it's going to be a culture shock for these kids. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to see a turnaround in that, in that county and in that school district because there is some discipline being enforced. And it's high time. I was so happy to hear him say that the school board and the teachers union are uh, are agreeing to this. And the reason that's important is because it's showing that, you know, we say whatever you want, but teachers don't want to have them, uh, their their lives threatened by some 15-year-old hood, uh, hoodlum, thug. Uh, they want protection. They want to be able to go into their classroom and feel there's some level of security and safety. They can't have that if there's no consequences to people who act uh, without any regard to what they're doing and know that nothing of any consequence is going to happen to them if they abuse physically or verbally one of their teachers or authorities. That's it. All right, Governor, what's coming up on the big show this weekend? We've got Matt Gates going to be with us. I'm anxious to talk to him about why he won't support Kevin McCarthy, uh, mostly because I want to ask him, 
what do you plan to get from the opposition? What will be the, the consequence and the benefit? Uh, it'll be a, a fascinating conversation. I know Matt very well, and, and so uh, I'm glad he's going to be on uh, so we can discuss that. Yeah, it's, uh, we also, yeah we're going to go, have uh, – go ahead. No, go ahead, Governor. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say we, uh, we're going to have a wonderful magician, David McGee, that will be with us, and he's going to make uh, Nancy Pelosi disappear, which <laughs> I think will be wonderful. Uh, and our house band, Trey Corley, and the Music City Connection are going to do a phenomenal Christmas uh, medley with a stage full of kids and a choir. It's going to be a spectacular Christmas presentation. Oh, that's fantastic. Coming up this weekend on the Huckabee Show, folks, and we have a link to that over on the live show blog. Governor, sorry about that phone connection issue, but always good having you on the program. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Take care and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Governor. Uh, Mike Huckabee, everybody, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, by the way, I want to go back to this to the school district. Uh, we have a problem in this nation with with kids who are not being raised to be productive members of society. We're like, we've got these parents out there, and they either want to be their kid's best friend or they just have no interest whatsoever, and they just send the kids out on the streets, and that's it. And then the kids jump into the gangs, and the next thing you know, you got a you got a gun in your face while you're uh, trying to get a, a gas. You're trying to fill up your car with gas down at the Kroger gas station, which is a regular occurrence here in the city of Memphis. So I like this idea of a school district that is implementing severe discipline, and that's what we need in this country: severe discipline. Now. I don't know. Senior high school kids, they may be they may be lost. But if you're implementing this at the grade school level and you're enforcing it every single year, then I think you're going to I think you're going to be able to change the culture of your school district in just a couple of years. But we've got to be willing to play hardball with these kids. Far too long we've allowed children to make the decisions in this country. And now it's time for the grown-ups like Sheriff Wayne Ivey to take charge. Do you support corporal punishment? Do you like the ideas of this sheriff who says they're going to lay down the law and they're going to crack down? It is a new day in Brevard County, Florida. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. President Trump already announced Ron DeSantis is rising fast in the polls. Newsmax is conducting an urgent poll today. They want to know, do you support Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis as your guy in 2024? A big question, and Newsmax wants to know what you think. You can vote right now in the Newsmax poll, Trump versus DeSantis. Text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747. It takes literally a second to let your voice be heard. Again, text SKIP to 39747. We'll be right back. All right, so uh, again, the latest, by the way, going. I want to go back to um, the kink specialist who is a member of the Biden administration now on official leave uh, as they sort out all of that. Uh, the 
And again, he, the criminal activity does not involve uh, men in leather puppy dog faces. It involves uh, stealing a woman's luggage at the Minneapolis airport. Paul Shanklin, our resident parody guruist, uh, writes this. Todd, could it be that he didn't have enough corporal punishment when he was in school? Talking about being uh, spanked. I don't know. Or um, or did um, was there not enough corporal punishment from his parents? Hmm. Maybe this is why we should spank early. That's, I don't <laughs> Mommy. I don't know. <laughs> this administration is sick, ladies and gentlemen, just sick. All right. Um, we have some uh, audio here. This is very bizarre. An LGBTQ activist is very concerned um, about the family. And it seems as though the family is using the wrong pronouns, which is easy to do, right? I mean, I, it's, it's hard to tell these days. For all of your uh, love and care on my last post, um, here's here's my update. Sorry for the delay. My life is chaos on how I clicker trained my family to get my correct pronouns now that I am a trans person. Um, so first of all, a lot of people are asking what treat I was using. Um, if you don't know, for circus dogs, when they do something that we like, we click that behavior and then we give them a treat. Um, I did not use it as a positive marker like that for uh, my family because I'm not going to treat them for basic human decency. I instead used it as a negative marker. So every time they said she, I would click so that they would start to associate a click with a she in their head and would start to automatically self-correct. Um, I forgot to take into account the fact that I have an auditory processing disorder and live at like a 15 second delay from everybody and everything else. And so um, I wasn't able to click as much as I wanted to. So it wasn't super effective on that aspect. I think I'm going to need a new invention that counteracts auditory processing in order to get that right. But I did explain to them what this was for and why I was doing it. And then I carabinered it to my hip at all times. And I definitely had several occasions where a family member would start to say something, look at it, pause, and then purposefully gender me correctly. And that happened at least three or four times. So it was effective, but not entirely. So there's my update for you. <laughs> so it's a dog clicker. Yeah, I actually used that exact method to train Merlo. Really? <laughs> yes. Every time she did something you like, you, you go click, and then you give her a treat. And it's like positive association. So in, in this case, she, th- this girl or this gal, she thinks she's a dude, but she's a she. And so she goes and uh, she's going to, what, Christmas dinner. And all the family, they keep calling her by her, you know, real pronouns. And so what do they do? So she, Click. she clicks. Click. Just like a little, it's just a little plastic device and it literally has a clicker on it. And she says she has what an auditory disorder. Yeah, and she said she lives like fifteen seconds behind everybody else. So I'm like, is she like on delay, like live TV, like on delay? You see, I have a I have a thought about this. Okay. So there's also isn't there this um, a shock collar that the dogs you know you can put on yeah, like I pets? Yeah, I hate them, but yes, they exist. And so what do you do? So what happens? What's the purpose of the shock collar? It's supposed to if they do something you don't like, like try to run away, you click your remote and it shocks the dog, and of course the dog doesn't like that. So, so if you can use the clicker on humans, maybe we could put the shock collar on that gal, and so every time she gets her pronoun wrong, they can just zap her. Ah! I'm a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. She, her. She, I her. Mean, she, her. <laughs> oh, make it stop. 
I, it sounds painful. I don't know. It's just, you know, these Democrats, they hate us. They hate our families. This is all about this is all about destroying the family. And in a very practical way, they want you to go home for the holidays and they want you to get into fights, get into arguments and act like morons. Oh. And I still think this is the best way. Can you imagine? No, I literally can't imagine. I don't want to because it's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. I know I'm Claudine, but I go by Claude now. And then you just hit the zapper. That's what you do. I'm just telling you. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. All right, Claudine, hold on. Hold your horses. Good Lord. Uh, We'll be right back, America. I need a root beer. All right, people, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. It's just a weird day. I, I don't, I really, there's really no other way to describe it. Just a weird day. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick. TJ in Moorhead City, North Carolina. TJ, what's going on? Todd, I got a big complaint. A really, really big complaint. I, don't, I have to pull over every five, six minutes. I wish you guys would quit because I'm driving and about crying, laughing so hard on. <laughs> and all that mess. You guys got to quit, man. Oh, you mean the spanking, TJ? No! No! You guys are awesome, man. It's, 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 you guys got me cracked up all morning long. All, all afternoon long. Well, well, TJ, show, TJ, thank you very much for that. Yeah, just be careful. Keep it between the ditches now. Don't be, uh, don't be no, wrecking I'm the truck. To keep it ditch because I make the ditch when I stop to take a pee. Well, but you and Miss Grace are absolutely awesome. <laughs> well, you're kind to say that, TJ. Thank you for calling in. Oh my goodness. All right, uh, let's <laughs> let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines. Uh, we've just so honored to have great radio station affiliates and great friends all over America. Uh, we've got KYKN, great radio station out in Salem, Oregon. Denise Quinn, uh, one of the great hosts there. Denise, how are you today? I am well, Todd. It is good to talk to you again. And Jeff Stein, who is the um, the man, the myth, the legend behind the blowtorch of the Midwest, KXEL Radio. Jeff, how are you, sir? Well, I'm confused, Todd. You said it was a strange day, and now here's Jeff Stein. So I guess it just continues, correct? Well, no, 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 no. no. Let me explain here, guys. Uh, we've right. ha- we've just had some weird stories come through the uh, the show today. Uh, we were, and again, just trying to understand. You know, Trump getting all this criticism uh, for the dining companions he's had of late, and I just simply pointed out that a high profile Biden administration official is a kink and bondage specialist who likes to spank men in leather doggy masks in his personal dungeon and i just want to know where's all the righteous indignation from from that well todd who hasn't done that oh wait 99 percent of americans this was supposed to be an administration that resembled america in all their appointments i shudder to think that this accurately represents america sir 
Isn't it crazy? And then, Denise Quinn, we, we ran some audio just a little while ago about a woman who's using a doggy clicker to correct her family members when they misgender her. Um, I, oh, my gosh. And my recommendation was what we ought to do is put one of those shock collars on her, and then, you know, we'd be able to um, – you know, maybe get her to the right way of thinking again. A little positive or negative reinforcement. And poor TJ having to pull over with all of the sound effects. I was laughing out loud trying to do my job over here and cracking up with the sound effects. It's one of those days. One of those days. Uh, Hey, uh, Denise, we're going to start with you. Uh, We've been been looking at uh, the Republicans. There's a big battle going on right now uh, trying to figure out who the next Speaker of the House is going to be. Meanwhile, you have Republicans behaving like they always do, uh, voting in secret to continue the earmarks, which represent billions and billions of wasteful spending on pet projects. Um, do you hold out any hope, Denise, that the Republicans are are, are going to turn a page or the same old, same old? I hate to be sort of cynical on this, and I feel like I'm still recovering from the, uh, you know, the red wave election. Uh-huh. And uh, But no, I, I don't. And, it, and it's kind of disconcerting. It just seems to be it's kind of hard to tell the R's from the D's sometime. And so, you know, I think a lot of people, and I think rightfully so, maybe focusing a little more closer to home on it, because what's happening at the national level is disconcerting and it is disappointing. And I guess maybe because I am a little bit more cynical in my old age here, I don't trust them. Jeff Stein, what say you? I say Kevin McCarthy is not the man to lead the Republican Party at this moment. Mm -hmm. And those across the country who voted for new breed of members of Congress, new Republicans, young faces uh, who are going to go and take the fight to the Capitol. He's not the one that they're going to be able to relate to. He's not the one who needs to move the fight forward. I have never met the speaker, so I, or the, uh, the potential future speaker, but Someone I trust here in the state of Iowa did meet him on the campaign trail not long ago, and he said, my impression is he's only out for himself. Mm -hmm. And that's the vibe I think that we all feel. Mm -hmm. Now, if that could also coincide with what's best for the party and the nation, fine. But it seems like his number one job, Todd, has been, how do I get to be speaker because I got edged out of it the last time? And it's sort of like, all right, when he gets the job, what's he going to do with it? like the dog chasing TJ's car. Once the dog catches the car, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point, Jeff. Um, and again, this is of grave concern only because we know McCarthy was out there campaigning against America First conservatives. And, and we know how the Republicans have behaved before. It was not a contract with America, which was binding, or at least theoretically it was binding. This was a commitment. So that's what was going on. No, absolutely. And and again, it, it just seemed like here are some good ideas that we might sort of take into account. And that's what, to your excellent point, makes it different than what Mr. Gingrich did two generations ago. It's a contract. We're going to have a big cardboard sign and we're going to sign it. And you can depend on our word. And that's just absent from this current crop. Jeff Stein and Denise Quinn on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines this afternoon. Denise, uh, I'm curious how things are going out there in Oregon. Uh, there had been so much hope, and Republicans certainly did you know, gain ground there. I'm just wondering, how is the mood among the conservatives out there? 
Um, you know, like I said, it was a little, you kind of felt like you had the crap beaten out of you. It was, it was, but uh, we've got a new focus out here. I don't know if you're following it, and it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of national attention. Probably one of the worst pieces of gun legislation, ballot measure 114, was passed barely by voters, and we're now in the middle of a court fight. There, Tomorrow is a big day here in Oregon for, for those who, who, who love the Second Amendment and, you know, freedom. Um, it's going to be, there's a, one, the first lawsuit has dropped about the, uh, the 10, more than 10-round mag ban, and then there's a second one that dropped today, so the first one will be heard tomorrow. So I think a lot of focus is being put on that. You know, one good thing in Oregon, we had a supermajority, which we all know how those are, you know, not good for for a republic, but uh, we did manage to break that. So there were some wins for Republicans out here. We elected some really great people to some to good seats. So there, there is hope. But right now, as far as what I'm seeing, the focus is on at least getting an injunction and a stay on this uh, this ballot measure. And I hope you know that you know everyone listening across the country pays attention to what happens here in Oregon, because as it goes in Oregon, we're kind of the petri dish. It's going to creep out nationwide. So I would say heads up, keep an eye on that happening and, here. And in a nutshell, Denise, this would would you would have to have a permit yes. to purchase a gun yes. mm-hmm. and you would also it would also limit magazine capacity anything over 10 so you'd have to have a purchase to permit or permit to purchase but you'd have to take a class a gun safety class and in order to take the gun safety class you need the firearm so it's this round and round crazy cycle which has thrown everything into chaos which in my opinion was the intent of this measure and, because basically it stops all gun sales if this goes into effect on December 8th it stops them and Jeff Stein, as we all know, at that point, only the bad guys will have weapons. Are you saying that if there is a law that says that you have to have a license to drive, people will drive anyway? Or that if you have to have a license for guns, they'll get guns? Mr. Starnes, I, I am shocked and appalled that you would <laughs> declare that our citizens would not follow rules like that. <laughs> It's just shocking. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> Jeff Stein, here in here in Memphis, where, I mean, we have murders every night here. It's just insane. And uh, you've got state lawmakers that now want to take away permitless carry in Memphis, Tennessee. In other words, the, the only people that will have guns in, you know, that, you know, in, and if you're going out to Kroger or you're going grocery shopping or to get gas, you really do need a firearm because of the carjackings and the robberies. It's just insane. And so people legitimately need these weapons. If this, you know, and again, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere in the, in the legislature, but the idea that the Democrats literally want to disarm the law abiding citizens here. And I don't mean to be flip when I made the earlier suggestion about these uh, laws that people want to pass, but here's the problem with lawmakers, and I've said it for years. They think like law-abiding people, so they pass laws that they themselves might follow. A number of them, if they realize they didn't take their billfold or their wallet and, and didn't have their driver's license, they would worry about it. But the folks who want to steal cars or drive without a license or use guns that were appropriated through ill means, they don't care what the statute says. But yet, if you're a lawmaker, first you have the tunnel vision of thinking, well, obviously, uh, we're passing a law. People will, will follow the law. But they also then have the nefarious idea of saying, well, there, by passing something, we can say we've done something. Look at that. We got guns off the streets of Memphis, Tennessee. So that Starnes guy will stop talking about how unsafe it is. And it's purely in their own self-interest, and that takes us back to the beginning of the whole conversation. 
that you can't tell the R's from the D's even with a scorecard these days. It's true. It's mm-hmm. true. Denise Quinn, I want to wrap, and uh, Jeff, we'll get you to weigh in on this as well, a wrap with a happy story. Uh, NPR, National Public Welfare Radio, is now expecting a $20 million budget shortfall. Uh, Denise, as a radio station owner, nothing angers me more than having my tax dollars being used to prop up my competition across town. Uh, so I, I'm kind of celebrating this, uh, but are you surprised NPR having to lay off budget shortfalls, CNN announcing layoffs? It looks like the mainstream media, um, the jig is up. Uh, it does, doesn't it? It seems like people just aren't buying what they're selling. So and in that regard, yay. I love it. Jeff Stein, what say you? When I was a college student at the University of Iowa, I worked for a university-owned station that was an NPR affiliate, and we were all worried because the thing was supposedly going to go bankrupt back then, and I hate to admit, but it was 40 years ago. They had barely even been around at that point. It has never been viable, and the reason it's not viable is because of the programming that, that they've put forth, no different in 2022 than it was in 1982. Wow, that's a fair point. All right, Jeff Stein, KXEL, Denise Quinn, KYKN. Guys, always good hearing from you. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, you are. Thanks, Todd. Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas, y'all. Great folks, best broadcasters in America, and uh, we're just honored they carry our show. All right, uh, we've got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I will say this, uh, Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian and conservative wireless carrier. And that's why you need to check these folks out. They have some incredible wireless service. You'll be able to go onto their website and actually find out what the coverage looks like in your town, in your state even. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. When you get there and when you look at the coverage and you say, oh, wow, they cover all my area, then you're going to want to go ahead and sign up. You can either get a business plan or one for your family. If you're a veteran or a first responder, uh, folks, Patriot Mobile actually has a special discount for you. And if you use my promo code, Todd, they're going to give you free premier activation and they're going to throw in a free gift. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd or give them a call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT, promo code Todd. Charging, charging me for dinner, I'd be doing a BMOT, bring my own dinner. That's what I would be doing. That's Mark charging from me the, for dinner. I got news for you. That's Mark from the Villages. <laughs> Talking about this grandma in the two grandmas in the UK. One's charging forty five bucks a head for a Christmas dinner, and the other has a it's sort of a staggered pay structure depending on how old you are. The three year olds only had to pay three bucks. But uh, the adults had to pay eighteen bucks. I don't. I'm telling you, for those prices, I may as well just go on down to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. That's what I would do. So, again, I it's I guess it's a new world. All right, let's go to the phones here, North Carolina, WSIC. Charles on the line. Hey, Charles, what's on your mind today? Hey, Todd. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, I just thought I'd let you know. Yesterday, after I listened to your uh, your show. 
I made a point to call up Senator Tom Tillis's office in Washington uh, about the Defense of Marriage Act, and uh, I got a re- his representative on the line, and I tried to pin, him, pin her down on uh, why he voted for that, you know, when Mike Lee had offered up some amendments, and, and she just said that, well, he voted for the amendments, but when the amendments failed, he went ahead and voted for the bill. Well, you and I both know that doesn't do much for protecting religious liberty. And I also asked her another question. Uh, I said, can you tell me what is his position on the transgender uh, uh, debate? Does he believe in the traditional definition and biological definition of a man and a woman, or is it something else? And I could not get an answer. And then, Todd, finally, uh, I said, you know, there's going to be a big omnibus spending bill coming up. And last year he caved and uh, voted to raise the debt limit. He voted for the infrastructure bill. He voted for the gun bill. He voted for the CHIPS Act. I mean, Tom Tillis has pretty much voted lock, stock, and barrel with Joe Biden on these major issues. He's a Democrat. And, yep, and she, she, I never got a confirmation. That she wouldn't say either way on that. But today I got a, an email, a form email from Senator Tillis's office about that. And I'll be, I'll be more than happy to forward to you if Grace can give me your email address just so you can read it. But uh, Republicans are just getting demoralized by these people that we vote for, we work for, we give money to, and they just go right up there and just vote the opposite way that they've campaigned. It's people uh, like Tom Tillis. Charles, they blame Donald Trump for, for the low morale, but it's not Trump. It's people like Tom Tillis and Richard Burr and Kevin McCarthy, and all the other Republicans who voted in secret to uh, get these billion dollars in earmarks. Those are the people that are bringing down the morale of the party. Exactly. And, 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 and it's like I told his uh, his aide. I said, you know, uh, inflation is at a 40-year high, and Tom Tillis complains about inflation and the Biden administration and how his policies have been inflationary. But guess what? If you vote for this omnibus bill, all you're going to do is increase the debt limit, print $2 trillion worth of money, make the currency worth less, and the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates. And how do you justify that? And it was crickets. I mean, I, I think a lot of these people just think that their voters are dumb or not paying attention. But the fact is that we are. We are. And there's got to come a point where we just don't vote for these guys anymore. We primary them, or even if it's a general election, I just can't bring myself to vote yep. for Tom Tillis ever again. I don't blame you one bit, Charles, and, and he's not worthy of your vote either. I, he is not. Uh, Charles, we, we've got to skedaddle here. We are up against a, a hard break. Thanks for the call. And, and folks, Charles did the right thing. He called, had a pleasant conversation with the folks there in the senator's office. You need to be doing that as well. And let's get to the bottom of this. You need to let them know that we are on to them, and we are going to hold them accountable including those 12 Republican renegades in the U.S. Senate. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. Hey, our website, it's toddsterns.com. Get yourself a copy of our podcast and our newsletter. We'll be right back, America. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. 
Brothers American Rise. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, Joe Biden is is giving a speech right now. And has he referenced Tonto yet, Grace Baker? Do we know if he's if he's made any faux pas? <laughs> Not that specifically, but as usual, there's lots of blunders. Yeah, so uh, anyway, he's uh, making references about uh, Indian reservations and whatnot, and uh, he made a very weird comment about his wife. Uh, that would be uh, Mrs. Dr. First Lady Jill Biden, also known as the nursemaid. Uh, let's take a listen. Start building a second school and revitalize the use of the Cherokee language. By the way, she spent a lot of time on other reservations, other uh, nations as well. I'm worried she's not going to come home one of these days. Oh, yeah. When she goes. You think I'm joking. I'm telling you. If I hear more about the Navajos than I hear about me. Um, you all think I'm kidding, don't you? No, we, well, no, we don't think you're kidding. I, I mean, what, does Jill have the hots for one of the, uh, one of the guys over on the, the Indian reservation? Jill wants a, a Navajo? Do we have? I'm not sure what to read into that. Anyway, uh, Biden is in rare form today, so uh, he's worried that Jill might find love on the reservation and might not come back to the White House. Uh, yeah, go figure. Alyssa Milano in the news. You know, it's really sad when your career actually peaks when you're 14 years old. There's really not much more to life after that. And that's what happened with Alyssa Milano who was uh, the cute little child actor on Who's the Boss with one Tony Danza and Judith Light before she became Lebanese. And by Lebanese, I mean a lesbian. No, I mean, I, I, she wasn't then. I mean, she was. She was, you know, closet. But anyway, I, I digress. Alyssa Milano was the cute child actress on Who's the Boss. Uh, now she's a radical leftist. Very confused about everything, including her pronouns. Anyway, Alyssa Milano was very upset when Elon Musk uh, took over Twitter, and she announced that she had she to protest. She was returning her Tesla, and she was trading it in for a Volkswagen. And fortunately, some very astute people on the Twitterverse pointed out that Volkswagen was actually a Nazi company. So now she's riding around in a Nazi mobile. And Alyssa Milano said that she was leaving Twitter. That's it. She was done. She was kaput. Well, now she's coming back. I guess she couldn't quit Twitter after all. So there you go. All right. Welcome back, Alyssa. We we appreciate you. There's a new report from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, Quiet Quitters make up half the U.S. workforce. This is according to a Gallup poll. Ray Smith is the writer. Young professionals surveyed say they were the most disengaged and a big source of tension returning to the offices. Is this true? Is this a problem? U.S. employee engagement, a measure of involvement in the workplace and enthusiasm about work, dropped since 2021 coinciding with the rise in job resignations. The number of workers who say they are actively disengaged from their jobs, defined as workers who are unhappy about their work and resentful their needs aren't being met, is rising. That's according to research by Gallup. Nearly one-third of workers describe themselves as engaged or enthused about work. 
Just about 20%, under 20%, describe themselves as actively engaged. The rest are not engaged. People who do the minimum work required and are psychologically detached from their jobs. Grace, Grace, pay attention, Grace. Grace, pay attention. Thank you. I'm trying. Trying to get you engaged here. The results are an about-face from the summer of 2020, when U.S. worker engagement levels calculated by Gallup hit their highest level ever, 40%. People under 35 reported the sharpest drop in engagement. Now, here's what's fascinating. I've heard this expression before, and I didn't quite understand what it was. The data may help explain quiet quitting, where employees coast at work and draw a paycheck. Gallup said the quiet quitters now make up half the U.S. workforce. Oof. That's a lot. Why do you think that is? I think people are just a little bit, it's not, lazy may not be the right word, but they're just like, I'm just here, just give me my money and move on. And they just don't care. I've I've noticed this, especially in the restaurant industry. I don't cook and it's a lot cheaper for me to go eat out than it is to go and buy all the groceries for one person and cook all of that at home. Sure. But I've noticed, Grace, that most of these restaurants, they can't find good staff, and the staff that they have are just not there. No. It's just like, come by, just refill my water a few times. My pet peeve is when they take forever to get you the check. You're like, come on, I'm ready to go. And they just take like 20 minutes. And you see them, they're just standing over there chatting it up, and you're like, They don't care. Yeah, they just don't care. But I've seen that especially like in um, the the big the big box stores. You're out there looking for something and uh, you can't find it, so you try to find help and you can't find the help. It's just like I know customer service is uh, kaput these days. Yeah, because like you said, people just don't care. And I feel like if you're in like customer service and that sort of thing, you have to care. I don't think they care. I was at Dillard's, which is a big department store chain in the South. I won't say which one I was at, but I there was there, I was looking for something, and uh, oh, I had to go buy towels, and I was looking for a specific kind of towel at Dillard's. At Dillard's, okay, they have good towels, and so anyway, I was uh, going up there, and uh, I couldn't find anybody. There was literally nobody working on the floor. I could have just walked out of that store with everything. My goodness. And nobody would have known. It was like a ghost town. Man. I think that speaks to, too, just a lot of people shopping online nowadays, and they just don't even go in the store. So People don't care. That might have something to do with it. But I do wonder how much the pandemic changed the way people work. You know, a lot of people do not want to go back into the office. No, and hybrid schedules are very normal now. With radio, you kind of have to be there. Yeah, that's just that doesn't make any sense. But like your just average run of the mill office job, I mean, you could do it from home at least a few days a week. That's fascinating. I, I just really fascinating by this. Uh, Whole Foods is banning lobsters. <laughs> Topic change. Uh, Whole Foods uh, is uh, really causing problems with the good people of Maine who basically make their living by uh, getting the lobsters fair enough uh what do they call that uh, somebody will somebody will let us know there's what, a term you don't go fishing for lobsters you don't go hunting no. for lobsters there's got to be a term somebody from wlob wasn't that show deadliest catch about catching lobsters i guess do you catch a lobster go that's catching lobsters? Catching, i don't know i don't know somebody will let us know anyway whole foods uh, has angered people in the state of maine 
uh, by announcing they will no longer buy Maine lobsters after climate change groups. All right, may I just oh, say no. this? I forgot. I, I, I need to correct myself. So the worst of the worst are not the gluten-free folk. Uh, it's got to be these tree huggers. They're so more annoying. The climate change folks? The climate change people. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. They're very listen, they get on their they get on their point and they're like, Nope, not deviating, no other opinions, this is it. This so is uh Governor Janet Mills and the congressional delegation of Maine sent a note to Whole Foods expressing their disappointment in the grocery store's decision to stop buying Maine where are they gonna get their lobsters from? That's a good question. They're not gonna be as good quality, I bet. No, we no, I don't think so. Uh, quote, we are disappointed by Whole Foods' decision, deeply frustrated that the the, main, the Marine Stewardship Council's suspension of the lobster industry's certificate of sustainability. What the crap is this? <laughs> A bunch of mumbo jumbo. Oh, for goodness sakes. Come on, people. They've been, how, they've been harvesting, I don't know, they've been catching lobsters for 150 years. Somebody from Maine, tell us, what do you do? Do you catch the lobsters? Do you fish with the lobsters? We need help. Somebody get Ray Richardson on the line. Anyway, um, so look, all I can tell you is just go to Red Lobster, all right? Just forget about going to Whole Foods. Just, I I, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, once you get the tree huggers involved, it's downhill from there. Quite frankly, they should, Whole Foods should tell them all to go take a fly and flip, but that's it. So I just looked it up. It's called lobstering. Let's go lobstering. Yeah. Okay. The activity or business of catching no, lobsters. No, it's not lobster. It's lobster. Lobster. Lobster? No, I don't think that's it. No. I just looked it up. Merriam-Webster All Dictionary. Right. 844-747-8868. That's our toll free. Somebody right now is on a boat, and they're listening to this radio program, and they're about to go do what they're going to do to the lobsters. <laughs> that sounds bad. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. See, Grace, I knew our WLOB listeners would be all over this. Oh, yeah, they didn't let us down. I had no doubt. What is it, Richardson? Ray Richardson? Yes, he's in Florida on vacation. I know. I was like, where's Ray when you need him? Come on. Come on, Ray. We need you, buddy. Uh, Let's go to the phones here. Larry, we're going to do two callers here together. Uh, Larry and Ron. Uh, Guys, you're on the air together. How's it going up there? Ron, we're going to start with you. I'm having fun just driving truck and getting it done. I love it. Larry, how about yourself? What are you up to this afternoon? Well, I'm in the foothills on the K River and watching the snow come down. Is it really? It's snowing. We had tornadoes here in the south yesterday, Larry. I'd rather take the snow. All right, so so guys, uh, help us out here. Ron, we'll start to you. We're trying to figure out what is the correct terminology. Uh, It's not fishing for lobsters. What do we? What do you call it? We go in lobstering, and you are a lobsterman. A lobsterman. Okay, I got it. I got it. So a lobsterman. Larry, uh, is is that is that accurate? Is that what you guys call it? Lobstering? Yep, hundred percent correct. Wow. All right. Now is that so- and, and you can't have that R on that. It's lobster. Lobster. <laughs> it's gotta I, get that accent down. Lobs lobster. Lobster. <laughs> I get yeah, I got to work on that, Ron. <laughs> we, hey Todd. Yeah. 
we, we sent all of our R's. We don't use a Minnesota. A Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let them do it. I, I love it. Ron, what's your take on this uh, decision? Whole Foods says they're not going to be selling Maine lobsters anymore. Oh, they're going to suck up your whole paycheck. That's what they are, their whole paycheck. That's all they are. Whole and paycheck. honestly, Governor Mills, Austin Powers' twin sister, I'm sorry, but I think we're all kind of embarrassed about her or it, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she can go back to whatever liberal cesspool she came from and be done with it. Larry, uh, how, do, how do you feel about your governor? Well, he pretty much nailed it. She was a native of Farmington, and then she went out to Berkeley, came back all messed up. Oh, that's you know I've been to Maine uh, several times, and you guys are pretty much like the southern states. Uh, aside from the dropping the R's, we just like to kind of savor our vowels down here. We hold on to them for a little bit too long. <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all good, and our lobsters are really a uh, little crawfish. Uh, so, uh, but I think I would rather go lobstering than crawfishing. I never did enjoy uh, going into the swamps that much. Not to mention, they're so small, it's more work to be doing those. I mean, you crack open a lobster, you, you know, you do your thing. It's, it's a fair point. Those are small. It's a fair point. And, uh, yeah, and up here, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm, it's, it's getting just as bad as down south. I mean, the, the woke agenda, all that stuff's going all through. I mean, I'm, I'm married and a father of six, and my kids come home from school, and I just am asking them what junk is going through and pronouns and all that crap just swirling the drain i understand guys i do well look ron larry appreciate you calling in and thanks for setting us straight uh it's all about lobstering and but you got to drop the r and we will work on that so that may be a um, that will be a work in progress uh thanks for calling in fellas 844-747-8868 mark levin the great one is very upset at all of you conservatives who oppose Kevin McCarthy for the speakership. He says that um, five boneheads in Congress are threatening to derail McCarthy's bid, and he calls them out. Uh, he, by the way, he says Andy Biggs, he named uh, Congressman Matt Gates and Congressman Andy Biggs, who he called a phony conservative. Quote, they're playing right into the hands of the Democrats, right in the hands of the establishment Republicans, right into the hands of the media. Meanwhile, there's a McConnell off on the side working on a deal with Schumer. Everybody's in the dark, and the Republicans in the House had no voice. So do you, uh, do you agree with Mark Levin here that we may as well accept that Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next Speaker of the House, even though he may not be a conservative, but he is the best choice? There's a report out there, I believe from The Hill, that I saw earlier today, that 30 Republicans are prepared to vote against Kevin McCarthy. And if that's the case, that is that is a big, big number. McCarthy needs 218 votes to be elected. So unless they're going to have a mess of Democrats join the Republicans, McCarthy is going to be struggling here. But anyway, uh, Mark Levin, the great one, conservative talk radio host, says shame on you people. And he's calling out these congressmen that are coming out and saying they're going to oppose Kevin McCarthy. 
844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll get to that in just a little while. I got to talk to you about this. There's a young lady uh, on the uh, the TikTok, and I'm kind of glad we still have TikTok. I know some folks are thinking about banning TikTok, but I'm glad we have it because it does expose these leftist morons for who they are. Uh, this young lady is sharing a public service announcement uh, urging you to stop inviting white friends. She is of the Asian persuasion. Take a listen. Controversial opinion, but if you have a token white and you're hanging out, with your friend group of color, you need to ask permission from everybody in the group to bring your white friend. Like, don't just bring them. Ask for explicit permission from everyone. Because just because you're comfortable with them doesn't mean that everybody's comfortable with them. I might not be in the mood to deal with white shenanigans that day. That's that's all I'm saying. And another thing, it feeds into their ego. Like, don't don't let them think they're a good white person. Don't Don't give them that card to use against other people. Please don't do that. I I feel I feel really weird right now, Grace Baker, to be honest with you, because I'm of the Caucasian persuasion. I know. And Same I hear. Wow. What are we going to do? What do we do? I don't know that. I, <laughs> I mean, by her logic, I have no idea. I mean, so we're doomed. don't. Yeah. So don't ever invite the white because then if you are the white person, you're like, oh, look at me. I'm diverse. I'm tolerant because I'm hanging out with minorities. That's what the liberal white people think. It's so messed up. I'm telling you, the 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 Democrats, the leftists, they are the racist of all racists. That's true. I'm I telling mean, you. What I'm like you said, I'm kind of still glad we have TikTok so we can see the crazies and expose them. Yeah, there you go. It's and there's a lot to be exposed right there. All right, folks, got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. I can listen to this music all day long. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. You know, a little-known fact about about Johnny Cash. Um, I, what, a couple of years ago, after I left Fox News, moved back home to Memphis, and I bought uh, the radio station, KWAM. Well, back in the in the 1950s, uh, KWAM played a lot of different styles of music, R&B and country western. And there was a fella, a local guy, hard-working fella. Uh, after work, he'd come down to KWAM, and he'd plop down some money, and uh, he would be able to – he had a show on KWAM, and it was Johnny Cash. And uh, we've got a lot of the old recordings of the Johnny Cash show, uh, which is uh, – it's really fun to kind of go back and, and listen to uh, the good old days when KWAM was a music station. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line because we're honored to have a, a great guest with us talking about a brand-new documentary. Um, about Johnny Cash called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American. And Johnny's son, John Carter Cash, joins us today. John, good to have you with us. 
Thank you for having me. Good to talk to you. Yeah, we're we're honored um, over at KWAM to be a tiny little part of the the great legacy of Johnny Cash, and uh, we know there that he re- he recorded one of his songs in the KWAM studios back in the day. Oh, really? Wow. When was that? This was back, I believe, in the 1950s, and uh, you know we've got all the old recordings, and uh, it was just oh, okay. a it was a crazy time back then. BB King and Johnny Cash on the same radio station. <laughs> wow, isn't that something? Yeah, no, very, very. That's really uh, very interesting. I'd, uh, I'd love to hear that. John um, Greg Laurie is a good friend of this program, and uh, his mm-hmm. book his book was really sort of the blueprint for this documentary about your dad tell us about this new project well my father's faith was always such an important part um you know of his life intrinsical i mean without his his faith you know he would not have made it um he professed this throughout his life you know um it was it was the most important thing in the world to him that and family um, you know, even uh, throughout uh, his suffering, his struggles, when he lost his, his brother when he was young, when my mother passed away, um, faith carried him through these times. Um, and he's the one who set it all in motion, most certainly. Uh, you know, even when he was at the very top of his game, uh, selling more records than anyone else in the world, he, he, he was never afraid to get up and, and to sing a gospel song or to speak of his faith. And so that's that's what this film is about. It's, it's of course it's a biography. I mean, it looks at my father's entire life. It's got a lot of great insight from people from all walks of life. Um, of the views on my father and and who he was and and the strengths that made him up. Um, but it, it's all centered around my father's faith. Uh, you know, his his love for my mother and everything, and the strength that they carried with them uh, throughout their relationship. Um, and was connected, you know, um, through Christ. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. So um, it's wonderful to see this film come together and uh, just excited to to know that it's going to be in theaters all around the United States. Yeah, and that, that's right. Uh, December 5th, 6th, and 7th, folks, uh, Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American. So check uh, check your local theaters to see uh, when it will be uh, when it will be broadcast. It's going to be an amazing film. You know, I you, you talk about your dad's faith, and I mean, he went through some some tough times. Uh, he he wrote a lot about that in his music, and it just seems to me when when somebody that has been through tough times and God brings them through those tough times, when they sing those hymns and those those spiritual songs, there there's just depth to that, John. Oh yes, yeah, and that's that's a celebration of life. You know, the music becomes that, and and even the songs that are. That are that are heavier or sadder. They can they can be you know moments of awakening and moments of of uh, of redemption, of understanding, and, and that's what my father found uh, you know through music uh, a connection back to to um, to his, to his faith and to God. And and Dad always always was open minded. He was always kind, and um, you know he was he was most certainly you know um, sort of somewhat akin to the to Saint Peter, and in that. Um, he made many mistakes, but of course he was never forsaken. And I believe you know that his story was uh, one that is very important to a lot of people who who have been down and who have suffered and struggled and have and have come to points in their life when when uh, you know uh, they felt lost and and alone. Uh, they could look at my father's tale and where he had been and know that they perhaps were not so alone um, in their suffering. 
What was that like for you as as a as a boy growing up and and seeing all of that? Oh, you know, um, I mean, it was just my life. You know, it's hard to say I can compare it to anything. But um, but my father was always centered, and he was always kind. Um, he was always there for me, you know, as a friend. And and even though there were periods that that um, he struggled. Um, you know, and that, um, that in some ways he was far away. Um, um, still he came back and, and, and was there to support me. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, I've, I know everything there is to know about, about Johnny Cash. So why should I go see the movie? And from what I understand is there's a lot of never before heard conversations, uh, not to mention some great interviews with other country music stars in this film. Yeah, and um, not only that, but my father, he, he, um, his biography, his second biography was called Cash, and during the process of that biography, there were a lot of recordings that were done, and so um, to really understand the man, I, I feel like it's a, it's a good way to to hear these recordings that, that no one had heard before, has ever heard before until now, um, you know, and to, to hear it in his own words, to let him, you know, speak. Um, and then also, also, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's celebrities, there's different folks that talk my father and his life throughout, you know, throughout the film, a great diverse array of, of, of different people, everyone from family members to Alice Cooper. I mean, it's all across the board, um, you know, and each with their own understanding and their own connection with my father. I was just the other day. I I was on. I Franklin Graham and I are good friends, and I can't remember if it was his Facebook page or someone else's job. But there was a photograph um, taken of Billy Graham, and I believe it was in the early 1990s. Uh, your dad was there. Uh, Billy Graham, his wife Ruth, uh, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, and C.C. Winans. What an eclectic group of musicians there uh, at the at the at the home there in North Carolina. Yeah, sounds like a normal day at the Graham house, probably. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we have to wrap things up here, John, what do you hope people, when they go see this film, what do you hope they come away with? What's the takeaway? I hope that people walk away with feeling like they have a more uh, a closer personal relationship with my father, you know, and um, have a better understanding of themselves, hopefully, uh, through this relationship. And, and, you know, I mean, if, if you love the music, it's a good reason to go see this you know, uh, to go see this uh, film, and if if uh, you're more interested in my father's life and what he stood for, it's even, it's another good reason to go see it. I love it. Well, congratulations, John. And if you find yourself mm-hmm. in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, drop by KWAM and say howdy. All right. Thank you so much. Great All talking right. to you. Likewise, John Carter Cash. Everybody, he is the son of Johnny Cash, and uh, there is a brand new documentary coming out. Um, called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American. It'll be in theaters. It's a Fathom Events, uh, and you'll be able to watch that film December 5th, 6th, and 7th. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Now more than ever, it is so important that we fight for companies and support companies that share our values, and that's why we support Patriot Mobile, America's only 
conservative wireless carrier. Man, they're fighting for you every single day, and we just love those folks. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is their website, and we would love for you to make the switch right now to Patriot Mobile. Get this. Use my promo code Todd. You're going to get free activation and a free gift. If you're a veteran first responder, they're going to give you a great discount. And more importantly, you're going to be supporting a conservative company, and they have great cell phone service. 972-PATRIOT. Write it down. 972-PATRIOT. Or go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Be sure to use my promo code Todd, and they're going to get you set up right away. All right, let's get to the phones here. Robin in Indiana wants to weigh in on Mark Levin. Hey, Robin, how are you today? Hi, Todd. I'm great. Thank you for uh, uh, that wonderful interview, too, with John Carcash. Um, I vehemently disagree with Mark Levin. I'm sick and tired of Mark Levin. I used to be a fan of his, as a matter of fact, during the Ukraine war and his calling us names, uh, Americans, for not wanting to keep funneling our tax dollars to uh, a proxy war of Ukraine and Russia. I threw every one of his books in the garbage. I wouldn't even give them to anybody. Is that well, Robin? What is it about again about Mark Levin? And he says, anybody, you know, all these these lawmakers who oppose McCarthy are boneheads. Uh, who do you like as as speaker? If it's not McCarthy, who do you like? Um, I like Andy Biggs. Um, um, I, I really do. I think Andy Biggs would really do something. I don't like Kevin McCarthy because of um, his affiliation with that goofy guy, and I'm not even going to say his name, Frank Luntz. But um, the stuff he said about Trump right after the and he never stood up for anything during the January 6th lie. We know that there was some things that happened in January 6th, but it was not Republicans and it was not Donald Trump who caused that to happen. So Kevin McCarthy is wishy-washy. He went against Make America people during the midterms. And I'm telling you, somebody like Mark Levin, Kevin McCarthy, look what they're doing to the Republican Party. They're destroying us. Everything's upside down anymore. That TikTok commercial you just played, you know, a, a white person said something like that. Uh, we'd be canceled, all of it. So I don't like Kevin McCarthy. I like Andy Biggs. Um, I like Jim Jordan. I know he doesn't want it, but. Kevin McCarthy's got to go. He's a rhino. He's no better than McConnell. All right. Uh, Robin, we're going to leave it there. Good thoughts. Uh, Appreciate you calling in. Uh, By the way, uh, the election denier himself, Hakeem Jeffries, was just elected as the new leader of House Democrats. So you can take that for what it is. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, and my friend, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Dr. Jeffress, how are you today? Great to be with you, Todd. Thank you. Oh, I saw this, and thank you for hopping on at the last minute. I I saw a tweet that you wrote just a few hours ago, and I thought, wow, this is powerful. Um, You say, in response to the disrespect for marriage bill, First Baptist Dallas will never cave to political correctness. That's right, and I think churches are going to have to choose whether they're going to do that or not. Look, Todd, make no mistake about it. This bill, when signed into law, will lead to the persecution of conservative churches, specifically the removal of their tax-exempt status if they do not sanction same-sex marriages. And the reason I can be so confident about that is it's happened before. In 1983, Bob Jones University had its tax-exempt status revoked 
by the IRS, and the Supreme Court upheld it in an 8-1 decision because Bob Jones spoke for in, uh, banning interracial marriage. Now, that's abominable. We all agree with that. But the point was, and this is what is key in the Supreme Court ruling, they said religious organizations do not enjoy First Amendment protection when they advocate policies that go against government interests for the common good, such as ending racial discrimination. Forty years later, the government has now elevated sexual choice to the same thing as race. And they're going to use this new bill to go after churches that will not sanction same-sex marriage, and we're not going to cave into that. You know what I find very interesting, uh, Dr. Jeffers? When Senator Mike Lee introduced the amendment that would have specifically protected religious liberty, and it was very specific, it didn't have anything to do, it didn't touch on the issue of same-sex marriage, he was just wanting to protect religious liberty, and they shot that down. That, to me, spoke to the true nature of what this legislation is all about. That's right. And Todd, when people say, well, the bill contains those protections, then why did they shoot down Mike Lee's amendment and James Langford's amendment? They know exactly what they're doing. The so-called Respect for Marriage Act is a Trojan horse to to silence conservative churches. And we've got to realize what's going on. And by the way, they say, well, it would never happen with this Supreme Court. We won't always have this Supreme Court. That is why this is so dangerous. That's a fair point. And again, to just, what is it, yesterday or day before yesterday, I know that you guys have a beautiful Christmas uh, celebration at First Baptist Dallas. Uh, Preston Wood, your friend Jack Graham, has one as well. And uh, they were coming under fire for their Christmas production. And people, you know, I think the Houston Chronicle did a nasty hit piece. Uh, it's, it's amazing the attacks that are going to be directed at the church simply for being the church. Well, that's right. And again, we don't fear man. We're going to stand for right. But we need to get ready for battle because this was a warning shot that was fired yesterday. Oh, it sure was. And and they're going to be coming after everybody. And, and thank goodness there are great religious liberty law firms. But we may have to have a few more by the time it's all said and done, Dr. Jeffers. Well, that's right. And look, Todd, this puts 2024 into perspective why it's so important to get a president who will continue to appoint conservative Supreme Court justices, because justices change, opinions change, but thankfully, God's word never changes, and God's word speaks out against same-sex marriage. You know, uh, Pastor Jeffers, one of the things that really uh, caught my eye, we had Senator Lankford on earlier in the in the show, and and I asked him about those 12 Republicans, and he told me who voted for this thing, and he told me that he believes there is a culture shift underway even within the Republican Party. Oh, I think that's true, and that's why I don't identify as a Republican, because I think there is a shift going on, and we need to be uh, uh, aware of that. And look, Todd, this is not a minor issue. No society can survive that condones what God has condemned, and God has condemned in the Old Testament. Moses condemned same-sex marriage. He said, a man and a woman shall leave their fathers and mothers and cleave to one another. Jesus absolutely condemned same-sex marriage in Matthew 19, and Paul condemned it in Romans 1. It is one of the pillars of the Judeo-Christian faith that marriage is between one man and one woman. We've got about 30 seconds here. I think there are Republican leaders who are hedging a bet here. They don't think the Christians are going to go anywhere. Uh, do you think that will happen? I mean, if they abandon those well, culture I'll issues? i say two words to them. Mitt Romney. 
we do have an alternative, and that is to stay at home. And I think there are going to be many Republican Christians who stay at home if we continue to get the Mitt Romneys into office and Rob Portman's and others who uh, voted for this same-sex uh, marriage bill. Wow. Powerful stuff. All right, Dr. Jeffers, we're coming up on the end of the show here. Uh, really, again, appreciate you uh, coming over to the last second here. Uh, great stuff, as always. Thanks for having me, Todd. All right, Pastor Robert Jeffress, uh, I would encourage you to go check out. We've got a link to Dr. Jeffress and uh, uh, and uh, the church's website and their ministries there at uh, First Baptist Dallas. All right, folks, it's been a jam-packed show uh, today. We're going to be looking again at the uh, the big race in Georgia uh, as we um, as we wait and see what happens there. You know, a lot of people say eh, it doesn't really matter anymore. You know, the Democrats are in charge. Yeah. But we need that Republican seat. Get out there and vote, ladies and gentlemen. Take advantage of early voting if you're out there in Georgia. All right, folks, be good, America. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the Todd Stern Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.